Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us, they were competitive games, though they were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up, we were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying, because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Braden here, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out and being part of our tribe. And so, so cool just to hear different testimonies of people, guys and girls getting impacted and getting porn out of their lives and just leading, uh, leading the life closer with Jesus. It's so cool. So thanks for uh, tuning in and we're excited about today to have Brittany De La Mora. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. We're just talking about how to say the last name, but um, anyways, Brittany De La Mora here is, uh, she has an incredible story. She's a former porn star. Now she's ordained as a pastor, uh, married to an incredible pastor. They have one daughter. And, uh, and we chatted in the summer, but we wanted to get her story on the podcast just to get it out. And Brittany, we're excited to have you. We know you're starting to love always ministries, uh, with your husband, just leading people into the heart, into the, the heart of the father. And, uh, we're pumped to hear your, your story in your heart today. Awesome. Thank you. I'm, I'm so honored to be here with you guys. Really appreciate you taking the time, Brittany. And I think that when we, you know, we, we, we wanted to chat with you, it'd be so great to hear a little bit about your story. And I know that could be several podcasts, I'm sure if you're talking about some of these things, but, you know, maybe just describe for us, you know, a little bit of your past of maybe how you got into the industry uh, of pornography and maybe how you, you moved out of that and coming to faith. 
Yeah, so um, I got into porn. I was just, you know, a woman that was looking for love in all the wrong places. Growing up in my house, we didn't know God. Um, he wasn't encouraged or discouraged. We just didn't know him. Um, and so because of that, there was just a lack of love in our household because God is love. And so, I mean, I would hear things from my mom, like, I hate you. I wish I never had you. Um, and just really hurtful things. And I would hear these things just as a young child growing up into my young adult or uh, teenage years. And so I ended up one day, like I started dating this guy, cheated on me, ended up in a strip club in Mexico that night because I was just hurt and broken. And I wasn't going to Mexico to strip. I was going to drink with my friends. And it was the first time that I'd ever gotten drunk. And I ended up in a strip club that night. Um, but that night there was a seed that was planted in me that if you take your clothes off for money, you're going to be affirmed because in that club, I was hearing you're beautiful and we love you. And these were things that I didn't hear at home. So whatever you don't get at home, you're going to look for in the outside world. And so I found what I was, what my heart was longing for, which was affirmation. Um, and so fast forward to college, uh, I ended up working in a strip club. And from there, there were a couple producers that came in and, you know, they were affirming me and said that I was beautiful and I was destined to be a star and that they made romance movies. And that if I was ever interested, I should give them a call. So, I mean, I, I was naive, but I wasn't that naive. I knew that they were talking about porn and my reasoning as an 18 year old was, well, I'm already promiscuous and I already take my clothes off for money. So I might as well just take it one step further. Um, so I ended up going and meeting with them and they sent me to an agent and I uh, got signed that day and I ended up in the porn industry for about seven years. So when you were in the porn industry, I mean, there's so, so many different opinions of what the porn industry is. And especially from the outside, it looks glamorous. It's portrayed as being glamorous, but what was the surprise or what were some surprises for you being on the inside? There were so many, like I was 18. And so, I mean, I, I had some sexual experiences. Like I considered myself promiscuous compared to what I was in high school, but like, I I mean, I was shocked at pretty much everything. Like, I, I think the first biggest shocker was like, what you guys don't use protection like are you serious but what about stds like what is you know like i was legit like really shocked by that yeah. i wasn't a porn watcher so i didn't know like i didn't grow up watching porn so um that was the first thing and then um you know i was assured that oh you get tested every 28 days it's gonna be okay and then like my second month in maybe i got hit with gonorrhea and i was like Oh my gosh. I was like freaking out. I thought it was the end of the world. My agent was like, Oh, don't worry. It's just a shot in the butt. Everything's going to be okay. Like you're good. So I get treated for it. It goes away, but it's still like these, like all these little things just started happening. And I got to this place where I was just like, what am I doing in this industry? But I was so hurt and so prideful that I didn't want to admit that I made a mistake. You know, I didn't want to have to crawl back home. And right. so I just stuck it out because pride will always keep you in a season of life that you don't even want to be in because you're too afraid to admit that you need help. And that's why so many people struggle with porn addictions because they have pride. They're ashamed of their sin. And so they don't want to open up and get help. But when you open up to community, there's so much freedom in that. There's like when you walk with a humble heart, it's like God's presence is attracted to that. And so you'll find that you're going to 
overcome any any battle that you face so much um, easier with simplicity if you would just open up. I remember these guys in the summer, they were so impacted because you're just sharing your story, but then you're ministering to them and you're talking about like, you can get free and this is why you're stuck. And this is how you can get free. And, and you had your own things. You had to, you had to deal with attraction to guys, unhealthy attraction and all that that you dealt with. But guys were so impacted number one by your story, but also just, they were like, this girl's full of the Holy spirit. Like the transformation is incredible. Um, but in the porn industry, we know there's a lot of trauma, right? And so you aren't, you haven't always been as you are now. And we'll get to, to how the Lord brought you into this, into this spot, but, but talk about the trauma in the porn industry and, and what goes on because, you know, you don't see it. It's portrayed as everybody loves it on screen. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's violence on screen too. And um, anyways, there's a lot that we don't see, but maybe you could speak to the, to what goes on uh, in, in terms of trauma. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got to, in the beginning of my career, I think is when I, probably suffered the most trauma because I did a lot of things that I wish I would have said no to. I mean, I wish I would have said no to porn altogether, but in that place of my life, I'm like, okay, like looking back, I should have said no to this scene and that scene. Like I was, uh, didn't know that I could have a voice in that industry. Um, and so I said yes to a lot of things that I should have said no to a lot of like, there was like just BDSM, like where they literally will tie you up and they hit you. And, you know, like I would, you kind of fake the funk on camera because you're getting paid for it. And so you're like, okay, my paycheck's on the line. And so you kind of reason, but man, I would just go home. Like, just like, like, I hate doing that. I wish I would never, I wish I never had to do those things. And then just like, when I was 18, they would put me in pigtails and um, pair me up with old men. So it looked like pedophilia. It was really sickening. Um, that's one thing. That was the first time I ever started saying no. It was like, you guys can't put me in pigtails anymore. Like, this just feels so wrong to me. Yeah. Um, and then from there, like, I mean, I've seen women doing scenes and like they leave set the set crying. Like most women, I was in the industry. Seven years is a really long time. Like most women, if you make it to 10 years in the industry, they put you in the hall of fame because most women don't make it that long because like it's such an aggressive and an abusive industry the most women only last about a year max in the industry. Wow. Wow. So you talked about, you kind of had this hard shell of pride exterior, right? To kind of protect yourself as you're going through all of this. And I, as you're describing this, it sounds like it wasn't like this, these big moments where, um, you know, it kind of hit you in the face of, of what was going on. Maybe it was more gradual. I hope I'm not, re- I hope I'm not reading into that or saying, speaking for you here, but just kind of what you're saying here. So just describe that. Cause it sounds like, you know, eventually you get to the point where you're, you realize this is really hurting me. This is really changing me in a way that I never could imagine. Was there a point like that for you? And, and what was the journey and process for you where you, you got to that point where like, wow, where, where am I? How did I get here? Yeah. So it, it actually happened twice for me. Um, and the first time I remember I was just coming off of, I had been using heroin at this point, I was smoking heroin and I ran out and I was just on these major withdrawals. And I just thought, I can't take this. Like I'm going to commit suicide if I don't get help. And so I called my grandma and she came from San Diego to LA. It's like maybe a two and a half hour drive or so more with traffic, but she came and picked me up and took me back to her house. And I just 
detoxed there. And um, my grandpa was going to church and I asked him if I could go with him. And so he took me to church and I, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior that day. So that was kind of like my first rock bottom moment. But then men were still my weakness and the enemy knew that. And so he sent this other man back into my or into my life um, who happened to be a pimp. And so he got me back into the adult film industry for another like three three or three and a half years. And so at that point, the beautiful thing is that I had a relationship with God. Like I was in the, in the darkest of sins and, you know, but God was still there with me and the Holy spirit would still speak to me. And I remember one day getting in a really huge fight with my pimp and the Holy spirit said, Brittany, you need to leave him. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Like I, I don't have anybody, you know? And I know the Holy spirit had kind of been preparing me for this moment because like, um, I'd been kind of stashing money aside when you have a pimp, you're supposed to give it all. But I was like hiding money and putting money aside. And so then the day came, it's like, okay, it's time to leave. And so um, I took his phone and I went downstairs, had no idea who I was going to call because I felt so alone and isolated. And I just said, I don't even know who to call. And the Holy Spirit said, call your mom. And I'm like, I'm not going to call her, you know, at this time of my life, like we had a very toxic relationship. And I was honest with the Holy Spirit. I said, I hate her. And the Holy Spirit said, you need to call her. He said, humble yourself and call your mom. And so I listened and I called her and she showed up in like 20 minutes, picked me up and helped me move out of his house. Um, you know, and I just want to touch on our, by the grace of God, like my mom is one of my closest friends now. He's really restored our relationship, power and forgiveness. So I'm just struck by the love of God. And he's so patient. He like, he reaches out to you. You're, you're, you're in bad relationship. You've got a pimp. You're not out of the porn industry yet. And he's still reaching out to you and he's speaking to you and just the patience that he has for us and the, and the, and the presence and the closeness that he has in all of our lives. And you must've, you must've known, like there must've been conflict in your spirit. Hey, once you've, you've got this relationship, you're talking to the Lord, but you're still in the porn industry. But how did, how did that come to an end? Like, how did he draw you out? It's so crazy you say that because when I was in the industry, like the second time around with God, I kid you not, there were scenes that I could not like things that I was wow. like, I used to do so whatever. And now wow. I'm like, nope, say no to that. Can't do that. It's like my convictions slowly were getting deeper. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, but he got me out. So <clears throat> after I left my pimp, I had no money because I had to get a car. I had to pay off just, I spent all the money that I had saved. And so I was like, okay, I need to go and I need to make more money. And porn was the only way I knew how. So, uh, before I left to go do a porn scene, it was in Las Vegas. Um, the Holy spirit told me to bring my Bible on the airplane. So I grabbed my Bible, brought it with me. And as I'm on the airplane, the Holy spirit said, Brittany, read your Bible. And so I start reading revelation because it was the the only book in the new Testament that I hadn't read yet. So I was like, let's just go, go here, you know, and I get yeah. to chapter two and it says chapter two, uh, verse 20 through 23. I have this thing against you. You tolerate this woman named Jezebel and she leads my people into sexual immorality. If she doesn't repent, I'll cast her and her children into a sick bed. And I just thought, whoa. Yeah. Like that's not a fun scripture to read when you're on your way to film a porn scene, because here I am <laughs> leading people into sexual immorality. And it was like the lights just came on when I read that. And I started crying and I just said, I'm sorry. Like in my heart, I was just like, I'm so sorry, God, like, I feel so bad. Forgive me. 
And then the Holy Spirit said, Brittany, this is not the life that I have for you. The life that I have for you will overflow with so much love, so much joy, and so much peace. So if you would just take a step of faith today and quit the porn industry, I would bless your life like no man ever could. And so I went to set that day, told everybody about Jesus. I told them all that this was not the life that he had for us, gave them the exact word verbatim that he gave for me. And, um, you know, they thought it was crazy, but I quit the industry that day. <laughs> I, love I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's so powerful. <laughs> and so moving from that point, I mean, I'm sure there's so much story to unpack here, but you, you've quit the porn industry you've, you know, you, and you've made that, that choice. How did God journey with you and walk with you from then forward? Cause I know from there out, you're dealing with past abuse, trauma, the hurt of that. What was it like for you? Yeah. I mean, it was a journey. So the Holy spirit started with setting me free from shame and, um, allowing me to be vulnerable about sharing my story. And I mean, every single day I just started seeking him. Uh, I would wake up every morning at like super early at that point, like 4am, I just start worshiping and praying and reading the Bible. Um, and I started fasting a lot as well. Like I just I took that I made that a part of my regular practice. It's so funny, because it's so hard for me to fast now, I swear, like, <laughs> I needed it. And I'm like, I had I just I would fast all the time. And um, I just grew so close to God. And he he would take me through moments where you know, the Holy Spirit would say, go look in the mirror. And I want you to just encourage your, your 10 year old self right now. And, you know, I would just start speaking life over that broken girl that was inside of me. Like, I know you're hurting right now. I know you don't understand the meaning of life, but just hang in there. When you turn almost 26 years old, you're going to meet Jesus and he's going to radically transform your life. And so it's like, as I was speaking life, it's so crazy. Like the pain that we, that we encounter, it, it remains in our soul. Like, and so it was just still in there. So as I'm encouraging myself, like, um, I'm just crying and God's just bringing me so much healing and so much freedom. So I had a lot of God moments like that. Um, people are usually pretty surprised, especially therapists. Like I, I go and speak at a, a college class often that, um, they, they are teaching therapists. And so they're always like dumbfounded. Like you didn't go to therapy. I'm like, no, the Bible says that the yeah. Holy spirit, he's not just a counselor, but he's the counselor. And I'm not against therapy. Don't get me yeah, wrong, yeah. but I just didn't need it. The Holy spirit was there and he counseled me through all of my trauma, all of my messes. Um, and yeah, one of the biggest things was really being okay with forgiving people that had really, really abused me in life and being okay with forgiving them. And you know, when you've forgiven someone, because you can look back at that trauma and be grateful because not only are you not there anymore, but somehow, some way that trauma led you to where you are today. It's a hundred percent true. You know, you're forgiven when you're thankful. It's a hundred percent true. You say, I love you say that. Yeah. But what was the process of forgiveness for you? Because if you look big, biblically at what Jesus did, he's getting, he's forgiving people as they're hammering his nails to the cross. Like it's instant in the moment of pain. We want to yeah. get there, but it, it, we're not, we're not all there, right? We, there's a process of getting into forgiveness. What did that look like for you? Uh, well, it was first off growing in the spirit. Like I said, seeking God every single day, that is so powerful to your, like to to strengthening your spirit so that you can do the hard things, right? So I remember one day I was going to, our church had this thing called an encounter where you go for two days and you just, um, they just set you up to just have these awesome encounters with God. And 
as I was driving there that Saturday morning after having an amazing encounter the night before, the Holy Spirit said, Brittany, you need to pray for your mom. And I'm like, I can't pray for her. And he's like, pray for your mom. So I started praying. It was a very vague at first, very vague prayer. Like, God, I just pray that you'd bless her. Like probably rolling my eyes while doing yeah. it. <laughs> the duty is done. Move on. <laughs> Holy Spirit's like, keep pressing in and keep praying for her. So as I just keep pressing in, it was like, I started to really feel her hurt and her pain. And I started to see her with the eyes of mercy. See, it's very hard to forgive people if you can't look for the why behind the what. So if somebody has hurt you, like why? What is it that they were going through in their life that they were able to mistreat you or abuse you or take advantage of you? Like what were they going through? Because, you know, we always hear the saying like um, hurt people hurt people, right? So like she must have been going through some really hurtful things. Same, you know, with my pimp, like I, I was able to gain understanding. I know, you know, he didn't have the greatest upbringing and in his, you know, crazy mind, he probably thought he was protecting me because I was already in that industry anyway. So it's like, I mean, I just started seeing people with mercy and then I'm like, Oh, I actually feel really bad for them. Like, that's so sad, you know? And I, and I pray that they can encounter God and that their lives can radically change too. Wow. That's so powerful. You know, one of the things too, I don't know if this is for you, Brittany, but forgiving others is one thing. Sometimes one of the hardest things we can do is look in the mirror and forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. How was that for you? Was there a process for that too? Because I know sometimes we can really beat ourselves up based on choices we made or stuff we feel that maybe we we, um, brought into our life or the consequences as a result of that. You know, what was that process for you? There was a time when uh, it was with Triple X Church, they had asked me to share my testimony. And I honestly just thought they were going to play it at the porn conventions. And they put it on YouTube and it had gone viral, it had like millions of views. And I was just like, oh, no, because up to that point, I told everybody at church, like I was a receptionist. That's all I'd done all my life. Like. (laughs) Yeah. And then at that point, I'm like, everybody's going to know what I've done, you know, because I thought church people are so perfect. I didn't think people were going to recognize me for being in porn until I shared the fact that I was in porn with the Christian community. You know, you're talking about breaking <laughs> shame, you're facing the shame head on there. Right? I, it was so funny. So um, I just was praying and I was like, oh my gosh, God, I can't believe this. Like everybody's going to, I'm so embarrassed. Like everybody's going to know that I'm like an ex porn star and I'm not going to fit in and I'm going to be rejected. And you know, the Holy spirit was just like, Brittany, can you picture Jesus on the cross right now? And I'm like, yes, I can see Jesus on the cross. I just, you know, imagined him in my mind. And he said, can you just picture every, every whip, every beating, the crown of thorns in his head? Can you see what he's done for you? And I said, yes, I can picture that. And he said, was that enough for you? And I said, well, yeah, that was more than enough for me. And then he said, well, then why are you ashamed of the very thing that Jesus died for you for? And he said, now go and be set free. So that next day I went to church and I just started telling everybody, I used to be a porn star, but Jesus Christ set me free. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. People weren't expecting that one. (laughs) I know. They're like, whoa. I was just like so free. I just didn't care. I just wanted everybody to know that God is so good. And, you know. (laughs) Oh, so cool. That's so cool. He sets free. He sets us free. So then you meet Rich and I think, I think he was preaching. I think you were in the crowd. Is that the, is that how you met him? Yeah. Well, that's how I first saw him. Um, 
I met him at a Starbucks after that. So he was, uh, at, he was at our young adult ministry preaching. And he said, I have a word just for the women. I want the women to know. I want you to know that you are a woman of God, that you are worthy of real true love. If your man is not treating you as a woman of God, he needs to step up or step out. Show him the exit sign because you're worthy of real true love and you're worth the wait. As he said that, I just really felt God downloading in me because the church that I was going to, same one that I'm at today, um, the, the guy that brought me there, like I had quickly started dating and started hooking up with, and I just got really convicted. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to, I really need to honor God here. Like this isn't a good relationship. And he was, was looking for a job and he was trying to get me to go back to stripping. And it just was not obviously a godly relationship. So I took those words and I broke up with him. And then, um, that next week I saw my husband at Starbucks and I'm just like, thank you for your message. You know, like I went and broke up with my boyfriend and he looked so <laughs> sad. And I was like, no, no, it was a good thing. He was not a man of God. Like I need to, I need to know who I am. And so like, thank you for that word. So yeah, after that, I took a year off of dating just to grow in God. And I needed to get rid of all distractions. I didn't want to, I wanted to practice celibacy before marriage. And I did with my husband, but I knew that I needed to grow in that because otherwise, you know, I needed to grow. So that's how I met my husband over that year of me taking um, time off. We saw each other often at church. We served together. I started serving in, in the ministry. And so we just built a really good friendship and eventually started dating after mm. my year was off. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Wow. And I know like one of the things in marriage too is we both come in with past, right? Richard has past, you have a past and, and we're no different in that. And sometimes there's pain there. Sometimes there's these landmines that we don't know are there. Right. And especially we uncover these things in marriage. Um, one of the best things about marriage that, that I've found is that we can heal and grow together as a couple yeah. and you can help each other in that, in the way that we love one another. Um, just speak to that. How did you as a couple navigate maybe healing and growing together, um, as you entered into a new relationship and early on in your marriage? Yeah. Um, I mean, my husband, like you'll hear from him soon. He is just the most grace filled, most incredible man of God, like so anointed, so wise, just wise beyond his years. And, you know, God used him a lot in my life just to, just to speak to me just as a friend when we were friends, as we were dating, um, in marriage. And, you know, some of the things that we had to deal with that were really hard for me personally was like, my husband wasn't, a porn watcher. He'd seen it a couple times, but he wasn't like, he didn't know who I was or anything. And we were practicing celibacy. And so he'd never seen me and all of my porn fans, the moment that I uh, get in a relationship, come out of the woodworks and start sending him photos and videos. And I was just oh like, my Oh my gosh. Like I was so mortified. They just posted on his Facebook page. And I, I mean, I was, I literally was like mortified. I was like, this guy's going to dump me, you know? And he's just like, quickly just deletes it. And he's like, Hey, it's okay. And I'm like, how are you okay with this? He's like, because when people send me this stuff, he's like, it's just a reminder to me uh, that you're not, you're not a product of your past. You're a product of God's grace. And he's like, God's done an incredible work in your life. And I don't see you like that. Like that's, that's not even, that's not you, you know? And, and truth be told, I feel like it wasn't me. Like I relate so much, you know, in the book of acts when that woman's around and she's like, you know, uh, fortune telling and they cast yeah. out the demon. I yeah. swear, I feel like that's me. Like I was out there doing all these crazy things, but it's like the moment that I come to God, it's like that demon left. Like, I don't even feel like right. that anymore. So, right. you know, 
that's <laughs> oh, well, that, that's what a lot of the feedback from the summer the guys were like this is not the same girl like she is Seriously. she can't have that pass right like it's amazing yeah, yeah. um and I don't, I don't know why, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I think I do know what it is, but both times I've chatted with you, you get a little bit emotional too, just the story that you've come out of. It's pretty amazing to see the work of the Lord. Um, can you chat about what you're doing now? Like, I think you're, I think you're connected. Are you still connected with some people in the porn industry and just kind of witnessing to, to girls there? Yeah, I am. Actually, I just had a two hour talk the other day with a woman who is in the porn industry. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool how like originally I had to get rid of all my friends when I first left the the porn industry. Um, but God has just been bringing them back. Like I'm strong enough now to minister to them and not be tempted by all of that. So, um, yeah, it's really awesome. Like I'm connected with them, and my husband and I started LoveAlwaysMinistries.com. Um, we just want to help people. Like we want we want to just be able to disciple people through online and tangible resources um, and just help them to discover God's love and to lead a life of purity. So we're doing that. We released, uh, or we're going to release a book next month called a call to purity. Um, and really our ministry is really about conquering the heart. Like I think so many times when people hear the word purity, they think it's just for young people or it's just for single people, but purity is for all people because purity is not no sex before marriage. That's, celibacy like mm -hmm. purity is really about the condition of your heart and your whole life will be pure if your heart is pure and so that's really what our book is just conquering issues helping you deal with you know past hurts and and really walking with a pure heart and so that you can lead a pure life so powerful for those listeners out there please check that out um uh, and it's going to be a great resource and a great help for you um Brittany, maybe some a final word for us maybe what's a message of hope that you would want to pass on to couples or maybe individuals that do have past sexual experience or trauma or other stuff, what would you want to leave with them? Yeah, I would just remind you that there's so much freedom and there's so much healing in Jesus. Like whatever you've experienced in your past, like you have to come to a place where you can just be okay with accepting it. And I know that's so hard to hear. That's like, I just ripped the bandaid off your wound, you know, yeah. but if you can accept it and be okay with the fact that, Hey, it happened, then you can forgive. And then you can move forward because God's design is for you to have a healthy marriage that is just absolutely thriving. And if you're still hurt, holding on to unforgiveness or past trauma, then it's going to hinder your marriage. And God wants your marriage to be abundant. It. He wants it to flourish. And so, yeah, just walk with the presence of the Lord, like walk with him on a daily basis. You're going to be set free from that hurt, set free from that pain and everything that you've gone through. It's so purposeful. Like when you, when you can take your past hurts that you've, you know, forgiven and now go and help other people with it, then it means that nothing that you ever went through was in vain. And so there's purpose, even in those deepest, darkest moments that maybe you've not even shared with anybody. So good. It's so true. The Lord wants to use every single thing. I, I, it, that's been heavy on my heart lately is that he doesn't want to just, you know, get darkness out of our life and that's it. He wants to use it. He wants to use it for his glory and to impact other people. And you're a product of that. So lovealwaysministries.com. Where else can people find you and where can people find your book too? Yeah. So, uh, it'll be on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all of that, but you can, uh, you can just stay connected with us on our website. Also, we have our Instagram, uh, love always ministries and, um, my personal Instagram is Brittany Delamora. 
Um, yeah, so stay connected. We also did a singles course. It's free. So if you are single and you're listening today and you want to just dive in and, and really work your single years the right way, like we're just sharing all the wisdom that that we've gained from God in that course. And you can sign up on our website. It's 100% free. We just want to be a blessing to you. So check that out as well. Awesome. So good. Well, thanks for your time today. It's been so good chatting again. And you listening, uh, we just hope this impacted your heart. Take something that Brittany said, maybe listen to the episode again. I know that there's so much that she said that you can take that's uh, that's gold for your life. So thanks for being a, being part of our tribe. You can always check out the show notes too. And, and uh, there's resources on there that Brittany mentioned. So have a great week. We'll chat soon. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.